Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, the King of glory, you have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. Do not leave us comfortless, but send us your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to that place where our Savior Christ has gone before, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, in glory everlasting. You may be seated for the readings. A reading from Acts. With Paul and Silas, we came to Philippi in Macedonia, a Roman colony, and as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God, who claim to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days, but Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, These men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had given them a severe flogging, they threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, 
Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was an earthquake, so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights, and rushing in, he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them. He and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. The word of the Lord. We will read Psalm 97 responsively, whole verse by whole verse. The Lord is king. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of the isles be glad. A fire goes before him and burns up his enemies on every side. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. Confounded be all who worshipped carved images and delight in false gods. Bow down before him, all you gods. For you are the Lord, most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Light has sprung up for the righteous, and joyful gladness for those who are true-hearted. A reading from Revelation. At the end of the visions, I, John, heard these words. See, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, to repay according to everyone's work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes, so that they will have the right to the tree of life and may enter the city by the gates. It is I, Jesus, who sent my angel to you with this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let everyone who hears say, come, and let everyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who wishes take the water of life as a gift. The one who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all the saints. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. 
Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus prayed for his disciples, and then he said, I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's Gospel has thrown us a curveball. You see, this reading from the Gospel of John takes place during the Last Supper, the last meal that he has with his disciples before he leaves to go to Gethsemane, before the disciples fall asleep, and before the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. So why are we having this reading today, the last Sunday of Easter? The disciples and us have been through all the confusion, sadness, and rejoicing of Jesus' journey to the cross, to the grave, and his being resurrected. So why is John bringing us back to the Last Supper? The answer to that question is what I have been struggling with while I prepare this sermon. However, when I read some commentaries on this passage, this Sunday is commonly known as the In-Between Sunday. You might be asking yourself, in-between what? This final Sunday of Easter falls after the day of ascension of Jesus and before the gift of the Holy Spirit comes upon the disciples on the day of Pentecost. So it is known as the in-between Sunday. Why does this matter? It matters because John brings us back to the table, back to where Jesus is having a meal with his friends. These people have been through thick and thin with him, and they are now sitting around a table eating and drinking and probably talking about how fearful they are, what's going to happen next, or plotting how to take him down, or squabbling over who is his favorite. Jesus starts to pray. He prays for his friends that are around that table, but he also prays for all who will hear the word from his friends. He prays that we all may be one, just like he and the Father are one. He prays that we, all of us, become one in Christ and love as Christ has loved us. Now, to me, this sounds like being one means that everyone I meet, know, and love must be of one accord. We must agree with each other. 
We must be in harmony with one another, and we must like each other. However, if I remember who was sitting around that table during this prayer, it becomes quite clear that my understanding of oneness is incorrect. We know the disciples themselves were not best buddies with each other. We have scriptures that tell us that they squabbled with each other. They disagreed with James and John for trying to ask Jesus who would be at his right hand in heaven. We know they disagreed with Peter and, of course, Judas. But there they are, all at one table, being prayed for by the Son of God, all one in that space and time. Jesus, knowing that his friends are going to be sharing this oneness through all the world, by proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ, which we know as proclaiming the Gospels, this prayer Jesus prays wasn't just for those we consider being in the past, or for them at the time, their present, but for everyone who was to come. This prayer is for all of us. God made himself known through Jesus Christ to draw the entire world to himself to be in relationship with the world, then and now. This prayer does not say anything about agreeing with each other or liking each other. It does say that they are one or in relationship with Jesus. The good, the bad, and the ugly, all one. Jesus prays, that the world becomes one and enters into a relationship with God so that the love that was shown to us can continue with and through all of us. Yes, that means the good, the bad, the ugly, the ones we consider different from us, whether racially, culturally, or morally, and those that aren't so different. I find that this prayer from Jesus is just as important today as it was when he was at supper with his friends. Now, I can only speak for myself, but standing here, I am incredibly sad, angry, confused, and even profusely frustrated with our world and its events. I am lamenting to God for our world. This is why Jesus' prayer for us to all be one, be the one body of Christ, is so important. It is important because this prayer stems from love. The love he had for his friends and for all of us. Everyone, yes, everyone, is loved beyond any understanding that our minds can fathom. This prayer is Jesus' instructions to everyone to remember that we are loved with love that is immeasurable and to return that love to God and to each other. We need to put this love into practical action, just like Jesus did. We need to share this love and continue to heal the body of Christ. Yes, this means we need to practice freely giving this love to folks we do not like, we do not agree with, we think are unworthy of love. 
and to people that we would not share a meal with. That is what I think Jesus is praying for. Now, not once did I or anyone else who dares to talk about putting this love into action say that it is going to be easy. It's not. It's not because it is completely contrary to what the world wants and expects from us. The world wants us to be fearful of doing this. The world wants us to be judges, judges that decide who is worthy of our efforts of love and who is not. The world wants us to fall into the illusion that we need to love just ourselves and those close to us, not to those that are deemed incapable of providing this love in return. We, as followers of Jesus Christ, need to resist and reject what this world wants and even expects from us and turn the tide, turn the tide of individualism, elitism, and being judges. We need to be the people that we know, I'm sorry, we need to be the people that people will know we are Christians by our love and by the practical actions of that love. Amen. Let us stand and reaffirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, Father, we are mighty, church and for the world. Living Savior, we are the members of your church, each of us created in your image and called to intentional missions of reconciliation. Born anew of water and spirit, we are witnesses to the good news of the gospel that Jesus Christ, our flesh and bone, is raised from the dead. While we are often too slow, too distracted, or too proud to recognize you even when you walk beside us, we pray that you stay with us, your church, its members, and its mission. Open our minds to know the violence in the world, the inequities in our community, and the brokenness of our lives. Open our hearts to love, compassion, and forgiveness so that we may act towards restoring everyone and everything in and to our risen Lord. 
Open our ears to the demand for truth and the cries for justice and the groans of creation, that we might be witnesses to your justice, truth, and the manifold beauty of this world. Finally, open our arms as the shepherds of your flock and as fishers of men, so that we may embrace the lonely, protect those who are mocked or vulnerable, love those considered ugly or unfit, support those who feel ashamed or broken, and feed all with the bread of your life in a hungry world. Lord, our governor, we remember before you all the nations of the world and their leaders. We remember especially Joseph, our president, the Congress of the United States, our courts of justice, and all our elected representatives. Grant them a spirit of justice and peace, that the triumph of life over death might lead us towards a vision and a desire for your peaceable kingdom. We thank you, O God, for your creation of this fruitful earth and pray that you will give us grace to cherish and protect it for generations to come. Give us grateful hearts for all your goodness and grant that the fruits of the earth may enlighten and strengthen us for your service. Loving God, we pray your work of reconciliation would bring peace here in Kingsport through the relationships that uphold our community and those who devote their lives to nurturing and advocating for all who are in the need of the radical hospitality and expansive welcome of your love. We pray for those in our own congregation, especially Sister, Becky, Bill, Alan and Lisa, Beverly, Mariana, Martha, Rick, Alex, George, Jay, John, Kimberly, Kim, Mark, Kelly, Thomas, Deanna, Jackson, Tony, Jonathan, Braden, Heather, Van, Patricia, Carly, Lisa, Gary, Jean, Kim, Don and Diane, Matt, Ray, Richard, Sherry, Fred, the Swinton children, Selena, and our food pantry guests and their families. Stay with all who are in need of your companionship and open their eyes to the unfailing presence of your love. We pray for all who have died. Grant them a place in your kingdom where with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Blessed Paul, Blessed Christopher, Blessed Timothy, and all your saints, they may know abundant life and hope with us in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. Almighty God, by your Holy Spirit, you have made us one with your saints in heaven and on earth. Grant that in our earthly pilgrimage, we may always be supported by this fellowship of love and prayer, and know ourselves to be surrounded by their witness to your power and mercy. We ask this for the sake of Jesus Christ, in whom all our intercessions are acceptable through the Spirit, and who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Friends, the peace of the Lord be always with you. Also with you.
please share with one another signs of peace. Y'all can have a seat. <coughs> well, welcome this morning. It is uh, good to be here with you all. Good to be together, uh, especially after quite a heavy week. Um, I am uh, grateful for Chris and his sermon and his reminder of uh, love and the power that that holds in our lives, the power that that holds over us to make us one. Those of you that are, as I am, still uh as Chris said, angry, frustrated, confused, upset over the events in particular at Uvalde, Texas, at Robb Elementary School um, this past week. Uh, I have uh, written some reflections on that and sent them out to the congregation and uh, encourage you to read those, um, to ask me about those, to meet with me about that if you are uh, continuing to endure any grief or trouble over that, uh, as I imagine many of you are. Um, it is a horrible thing to witness. It is a horrible thing to have in our national consciousness and in our uh, history. Um, and it is unfortunately becoming predictable. So I encourage you to uh, read what, what, I've, what I've sent out, consider those things. Um, and I encourage you to continue to pray, but also recognize that prayer in itself is a formative act. Um, we are in the Anglican tradition, understand that uh, prayer and work are not separable. Uh, prayer and work are both unified things, one informing the other. Our work in the world informing the prayers that we bring into this space, but uh, our prayer also informing the work that we do in the world. So passing the peace in here uh, with one another, making signs of peace with one another is not a rote behavior, but rather a formative act that ought to make us more peaceful people. As our prayers for love and for God's kindness ought to make us more loving and kind people who seek to follow the God who loves us and makes us one. Uh, the announcements are in the bulletin. I'm not going to go over those. Uh, next week is Pentecost. Uh, join us for that, for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the celebration of that for the power that that gives us to be God's ambassadors of God's kingdom in the world. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your heart. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. But chiefly are we bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb who was sacrificed for us and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death he has destroyed death, 
and by his rising to life again, he has won for us everlasting life. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn, to proclaim the glory of your name. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, and we await his coming in glory. And we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son and his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country, where with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Blessed Paul, Blessed Christopher, Blessed Timothy, with the blessed holy innocents and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters, through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church and the author of our salvation, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The gifts of God for the people of God. Turning to page 12 in your bulletin, and standing or kneeling, let us pray. God of abundance, you have fed us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation. You have united us with Christ and one another, and you have made us one with all your people in heaven and on earth. Now send us forth in the power of your Spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world 
and continue forever in the risen life of Christ our Savior. Amen. May Almighty God, who has redeemed us and made us his children through the resurrection of his Son, our Lord, bestow upon you the riches of his blessing. Amen. May God, who through the water of baptism has raised us from sin into newness of life, make you holy and worthy to be united with Christ forever. Amen. May God, who has brought us out of bondage to sin into true and lasting freedom in the Redeemer, bring you to your eternal inheritance. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you forever. Let us go forth in the name of Christ. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks to God.